Welcome to the Overcomers Podcast. Today, you'll be hearing a message from our very own Pastor Richard D. Dobbs, entitled, The Holy Spirit Will Expose Us to Better. The Lord Jesus has been revealing to us through His Word the need for us to have His Spirit within us to navigate in our daily life. Based on His Word, we know that the Holy Spirit knows all truth, and He guides us, teaches us, comforts us, and is our source of strength. From wherever you're listening, we hope that you're empowered by today's message. I know you have your Bibles. Go ahead and turn me to the book of Acts chapter 19. We'll be looking at verses 1 through 6. And while you're turning there, let's proclaim the vision of Overcomers Christian Center. Ready? Begin. To empower the body of Christ to fulfill that and to equip the body of Christ to become self-sufficient as was done in early church according to Acts chapter 4 and verse Acts chapter 19 verse 1 through 6 reading to you out of the New King James Version Bible and it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul having passed through the upper regions came to Ephesus and finding some disciples he said to them did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed so they said to him, we have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, into what then were you baptized? So they said, into John's baptism. Verse 4, then Paul said, then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. I want you to look at uh, verse two. He said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? I want you to notice that. These were believers who, they loved Jesus, in my opinion. They understood how to be saved. But they had not received the Holy Spirit as of yet. But the issue was, it's not that it was not available. It's just that it it had not been exposed to them yet. And I truly believe as we walk with God, that God will expose us to a life of better. So we can learn how to, listen, let me tell you something. When you understand that there's better out there, some of you are not going to hesitate till you get better in your life. When you realize that there is better out there for you, I'm talking about, I know everybody else is going to get better. But I'm talking about when you realize better is out there for you, You're going to do what it takes in order to get it. And you don't mind doing what it takes in order to get it because it's not that you're being arrogant, but you believe the scripture what it says, all the promises of God in him are yes and amen. And so you believe that if if God has something for you, it is for you. And you're not going to let the enemy talk you out of what God has for your life. So based on what I've just said said to you so far, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on the subject of the Holy Spirit will expose us to better. 
the Holy Spirit will expose us to better. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you so much for the word of God this morning. And Father, your at- the atmosphere is set for miracles, signs, and wonders. Father, thank you for these great believers in this sanctuary that want better in their life. Father, they want bet- a better way of thinking, a better way of talking, a better way of acting. They want to be exposed to better. Because when we're exposed to better, we believe we can have better. We can operate in better and we can possess better. Father, we love you in this sanctuary. Thank you for our wonderful youth church this morning. We pray for them, Father, as they get into the word of God, help them to experience everything that God has for them. In Jesus name, we pray. Let those that agree say amen. Acts 19, 1 through 6, and before I read that, let me say this to you. The Lord Jesus has been revealing to us through his word the need for us to have his spirit, more specifically the Holy Spirit, when it navigate in our daily life. Based on his word, we know that the Holy Spirit knows all truth, as well as he serves as a guide, as a teacher, as a comforter, and a source of strength. We also know that the Holy Spirit gives a divine ability insight and teach us how to establish healthy relationships with him and those around us. And I truly believe it it takes the Holy Spirit to have a healthy relationship with co-workers, family members, and so forth. Now, as we continue in the word of God, in my opinion, in fact, we see in scripture, what I love the most is that the Holy Spirit can easily be ours if we ask him for it. Of course, we talked about that a little bit earlier. We know that our mindset of asking may need to be progressing to the point that we desire him so much that we will persistently ask, seek, and knock until we receive our request. And my question was upon is, who would not want to take advantage of this great gift once they were exposed to this revelation of benefits that comes with the gift? I believe that when we know that the better is available to us, that we will want which leads us to this message today. And of course, we're going to start in, in Acts chapter 19 and verse 1. It happened while Apollos was at Corinth. Now, remember now, when Apollos was at Corinth, he was dealing with some of the issues that uh, we read about in 1 Corinthians as well as 2 Corinthians when Paul wrote the letter to the Corinthian church. So while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul went to Ephesus. And of course, he would later pin the book of Ephesians which is the letter to the churches at Ephesus. And while he was coming to Ephesus, we read here, he found some disciples on his way or in Ephesus. And as he entered the city, he saw individuals who were what we consider the Bible calls disciples. Now, let me say this to you. You will not be a disciple unless you're learning something. You got to be following and you got to be pursuing the word of God and the ways of God. They don't call you a disciple if you're doing nothing. They don't call you a disciple if you're not attempting to learn more about Jesus. Now, let me let me clarify something real quickly. You can be a disciple of many everything else except the Lord, too, as well, because you can be a learner of different religions other than Christianity, which is the knowledge of Christ. You can learn all types of things because we know that you can spend time on the internet 
learning things. You can spend time in school learning things. You can be a learner of many different things. But we must make up in our minds that we are going to be a student of the word of God. We must make up in our minds we're going to be a learner of Jesus Christ. We're going to follow Jesus at, at each and every day of our life. How many have made up your mind you're going to follow Jesus no matter what comes up in your life? And that's good to know because you got to make up in your mind when trials and tribulations come, you still going to learn about Jesus. You're still going to follow Jesus. You're still going to go after Jesus. No matter if they leave me or they come, I'm still going to go after Jesus. Because Jesus, and I love what that songwriter says, he's the best thing that ever happened to me. How many agree with that? That Jesus is the best thing that ever happened to you. And, and I understand that if he's the best thing that ever happened to me, I'm going to make up in my mind I'm going after him regardless of my circumstance and the situations in my life. So they were disciples. They were learning more about Jesus and the word of God and the ways of God. And so Paul provides us a great example of how we should be mindful, how important it is for us to think, to talk and to act on things pertaining to God. And so we see again in, in Acts chapter 19, verse 1. Apollos again was in Corinth and Paul was on his way to the upper regions of Ephesus and he found some disciples there. And he said to them, did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believe? And I thought that was important because when he asked that question, because I believe he was led by God to ask the disciples, these particular disciples, have you received the Holy Spirit? But I realized when I look back at the text, they really had not been exposed to the Holy Spirit. And I believe that truly there are believers out there that have not been exposed to the Holy Spirit. They don't know the benefits of the Holy Spirit. They don't know how great the Holy Spirit can be. They don't know how the Holy Spirit can be with them 24 hours a day and seven days a week. They don't know how the Holy Spirit can lead and guide them in all truth. They don't know how the Holy Spirit can help them with relationships, help them with their finances, help them, amen, to sleep at night, help them with their children, help them in every aspect of their life. They don't know that it's available to them. That's why I believe truly that we as believers who have the privilege or even the, the oh, just so grateful to be exposed to the Holy Spirit, we should have a mindset that we share with other people. We have to shift our mindset that we're eager to share with those who, who we talk to on a daily basis on the benefits of the Holy Spirit. And, and act according to Acts 19 and verse 1. So we become greater disciples of Jesus. This mindset would train us to be ready to clearly explain our faith to others so that we begin to desire him just as we do. And see, if we talk right about the Holy Spirit, and, and I, I think about, let, let me, before I give you this example, let me tell you this. Sometimes I go to a restaurant based on somebody's recommendation. Sometimes I go to a place based on somebody's recommendation. And if they tell me that it's good, they tell me that it's, it's going to be something I would enjoy, I will spend my money on something that I have not experienced yet because of somebody's recommendation. Especially if I trust or I see when they talk about it, how excited they are or how much they enjoyed it. Well, Pastor Bob, you would love that steak at that restaurant over there. They serve the best mashed potatoes. Now, mashed potatoes ain't going to make me move, but meat will get me to move. So, are y'all following me? 
So let's be real about it. Matthew ain't gonna make me go nowhere, but you find me a good state, I'll ride with you, all right? So I will go somewhere based on the recommendation. So I believe truly some of us have not been recommending the Holy Spirit enough or been enthusiastic about it enough to make nobody want it. Oh, y'all got quiet right there, but that's okay though. This is what you gotta understand. If we're excited about Jesus, if we're excited about the Holy Spirit, and we talk about how much it changed us, and people can see it changed us, I believe truly some of us will want it too. So I want to make sure that we in the position that we know about the Holy Spirit and what it does for us, what He does for us, not just one day, but 24 hours a day. You know, the Holy Spirit is there when you sleep at night, watching over you. Can you think about the way you sleep sometimes? And you think God, the Holy Spirit, is there helping you. Some people know the way you sleep, so they know that you need the Holy Spirit watching over you. Some of us fall asleep with lights on, books beside us, TV on, phone beside us, and everything else. And wake up to, well, not to none of y'all in here, but, so we don't need the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit to guide and lead, teach and do whatever it does in our lives. And so he asked him the question, have you received the Holy Spirit? Did you receive the Holy Spirit since you believe? And so the group of believers that Paul was talking to had knowledge about Jesus because, see, they, they were believers. They had knowledge. And see, you can have knowledge and still not have the Holy Spirit. So I don't want us to be, I don't want us to be a church that know about Jesus but don't experience the power of Jesus. I want us to be a church that knows about the power, but when we lay hands on the sick, oh God, the sick going to recover. When we say we're going to cast out devils, devils see us coming. They say, oh God, that come one of them believers at OCC, because they believe in the power of the name of Jesus. When they say the devil's going to be cast out, they're going to cast them out. Then they, oh good God Almighty. When they say that God is a healer, God is deliverer, that God is a way maker, oh when they pray, oh something to happen. And when they pray, something get ready to move. When they pray, something get ready to happen. You need to be in the midst of believers that believe in the word of God. I don't care about the doubters around you. I don't care about the naysayers around you. I want to be a mom believer that when they pray, the heavens open. When they pray, the hit the sick get well. When they pray, ways are being made. When they pray, burns are lifted, yokes are destroyed. When they pray, the power of God is moving in their life. Woo! Ooh, that's why I love being in the midst of you. Because you, you know how to pray. You know how to lift up the name of Jesus. You know how to magnify him. So you don't mind clapping your hands for Jesus. You don't mind giving God glory. You don't, you're not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Say, oh God, tell you never, he, you're not ashamed of him, are you? You're not ashamed of Jesus, are you? You're not ashamed of Jesus. No, you, we're not ashamed of Jesus. And Lord, we don't mind giving God glory. I love being around you because you don't mind giving God glory. Ooh, tell you, I don't mind giving God glory. I don't mind giving God glory. Oh, I don't mind giving him glory. Oh, yeah, because he's been good to me. He's been better to me than I actually deserve. He, oh, but, well, let me get back into the text. So they, they were, but he wanted to know that they were, have access to more revealed knowledge, which comes when you receive the Holy Spirit. When you obtain the Holy Spirit, when you gain it, when you seize it, when you take possession of the Holy Spirit, when you receive it, when you receive it, have you received the Holy Spirit when you believe? And I love that Paul was in a position 
that he exposed them to something better. I believe, one thing I believe about these disciples, I believe if they knew about the Holy Spirit, they would have said, give me the Holy Spirit. I don't believe these were disciples that were in a position where they said, you know what, uh, I heard about him, but I just don't want him. I believe if they had been exposed to the Holy Spirit, they would have wanted the Holy Spirit, just like Paul told them about here in this particular text. And I truly believe that we uh, need to be in the position that when God exposes us to different revelations, we say we want what God has for us. I don't want to be in the midst of somebody that when God is dropping down his revealed word, they said, you know what? That's okay. I take this. I don't want this. Let me tell you something. You got to love holiness just like you got to love prosperity. You got to love deliverance just like you got to love talking and thinking and acting right. You got to get your character right sometimes. See, I, I don't mind God healing me, but sometimes God will say, you know what, Dobbs? You need to, uh, you need to watch what you're doing. And what you're saying and how you're saying it and the matter you're saying it. You got to watch your attitude. So you just can't want God for certain things, but don't want to, to be corrected when he's in the character correcting mode. Are y'all seeing that? Like a child, they want you to buy them everything they want, but they don't want to act right. They don't want to clean their room. Oh, child, you got to do something wrong with that picture right there. You want me to you want me to stop by Dairy Queen after serve buy you an ice cream, but when I get home, you tell me you'll clean your room. Oh, you finna you, you change all of a sudden you change your mind. Oh, something wrong with that picture right there. But how do we treat God sometimes? We want God to drop his blessings down on us. We want God to do this, that, and the other for us, but yet he'll ask us to love our neighbor. Love those that pray for those that despitefully use you, but so I can't pray for them, God, because they did me wrong. God didn't ask you all of that. He said, I'm going to drop something down on you, but I, in turn, I need for you to pray for those that do you wrong. See, you got to want all of God. You just can't want the parts that you want. And see, you got to understand with God, sometimes he corrects us in the midst of blessing us. Just like a good parent does for their child. Sometimes you'll be loving your child, spanking them and loving them all at the same time. You'll be, you'll be feeding them. Oh, you, I love you so much, but correct them all at the same time. Cause you love them. You love them. And God loves us even the more. So they, they, based on what I've just read to you, we see that a person can be believing the Lord Jesus, but the Spirit of God cannot be, may, they may not have the Spirit of God. Now Paul, being a witness of how to win a soul closer to God, began to talk further and inquired about the teaching that these believers had received about baptism and repentance. So you see here in verse three, he said to them, into what were you baptized? So they said into John's baptism. So being a witness of how the wind so close to God, he began to talk to them about the baptism and how and repentance. The Holy Spirit used Paul to take the knowledge that the believers possess and to use it to clarify the importance of proper baptism to their faith. He wanted to have insight on the baptism that would be recognized in heaven and earth by saying that the baptism in the name of Jesus linked them to the power that is in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. So when they, when they told him about how they were baptized, he began to talk to them about being baptized in the name of Jesus. 
And I, I will go back and read a couple of verses here. And it said to them, and what were you baptized? So they said to John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying to the people that you should believe on him who would come after him. That is on Christ Jesus. We, and I love Paul. He said, I'm not, I'm not criticizing you and what you've done. I just want to show you a better way. We need to understand that sometimes criticism is not the answer. We just need to know a better way. Why criticize somebody if they don't know? If I can't take my transmission out and fix it, why are you getting mad at me? Okay, look, let's back, let's get down. If I can't cook like you, why are you getting mad with me? If I can't work on a computer like you can, why are you getting mad with me? I need for you just to show me a better way. And when you show me a better way, I believe, oh God, watch this. I believe God is constantly showing us a better way. I believe that God is constantly showing us how to live, how to talk, how to think in that better. Let's face it. If God would not have helped us and still helping us today to raise our children, what would they be at today? How in the world could we survive, I mean, on our own intellect, raising our children? Well, I'm going to do it like my mama did. You, you, but you were your, your mama's child. You know how you were. You, you know you need. Look how y'all looking at me. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Yeah, I'm talking about you. Don't even think about, well, you're talking about my children downstairs. No, I'm talking about you in this building, in this sanctuary right now. You know how you were. And so you think that they, we need the Holy Spirit. Because our children say some things. I remember some children in this sanctuary, they're downstairs right now. They'll look at me and say, Dodge, I'm going to pray for you. I'm like, what the way you going to pray? I'm going to pray for you. What you mean? Uh, you know, so we go at it like that. You know what I'm saying? But I love them for that because I want them to be in the position that they love God. And they, that, that, that church culture is a part of their everyday life. It's not something they visit. It's a part of their culture. So if it's a culture, if it's part of their culture here, when they leave the sanctuary and they go to wherever they go to, it'll be a part of their culture as well. Are y'all seeing that? So when they, when they get to the store, they're going to act like Jesus. When they get to school, they're going to act like Jesus. When they behave like Jesus, wherever they may go, because it's a part of them. Train up a child the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. We want to be in a position that we continue to teach our children. The Holy Spirit will teach us how to expose truth to others when we allow him to. And so we want the name of Jesus, the authority of Jesus, the power of Jesus, and the deeds that are done by him, the name that represent, the name that it represents in heaven and in earth. We want the name of Jesus for us to be baptized in. So in verse five, he says this, when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord. Think about their Think about this. These individuals had never heard of the Holy Spirit before. Paul, it came into their life and he exposed them to a better way. And so as he exposed them a better way, they received what Paul was telling them. And as they received what Paul was telling them, they began to put in action what they had heard. And so when they put in action what they had heard, let me say this to you. They were exposed to something greater. And I believe truly God is revealing and exposing us to better. That's why we say better is here, better is coming. We believe that because we believe better is in our life. 
I believe truly that if we follow the leading of God, we have better, better thinking. But you know what? You can have more stuff, but if you, you don't think about it the right way, you'll be messed up. You can have more cars, more land, and more money, but if you don't think about it in the right way, those, those things will have you instead of you having the things. Because you don't think about it in the right way. I don't think God has no problem giving you money, houses, land, whatever it is your heart's desire. I don't believe God has a problem letting you go on vacation, giving you a, a new dress, a new suit, or whatever it is that you want. But he doesn't want it to have you. He wants you to have it. Are y'all seeing the difference there? And I truly believe that many of us in the sanctuary need to understand that when the Holy Spirit is exposing you to something, he's giving you the opportunity to get it in your life, but he wants you to have the right attitude about it. I truly believe that when God shows you something through his word, whether it's the Holy Spirit, whether it's healing, whether it's finances, whether it's wisdom, whether it's knowledge, whether it's understanding, whether it's joy, whether it's peace, he wants you to have it, but he wants you to have the right attitude about it. He doesn't want you to say, you know, I got this on my own. I love what Abram said back in the Old Testament. I was, let's say, nobody made me rich but God. God will be the only one that gets credit for when I increase or when I prosper in every aspect of my life. We need to be in that same type of mindset that when we prosper, we give God the glory. When we mess up, we take responsibility for our mess ups and say, you know, that was nobody but me, God. And I need to get this thing right. And so when they when Paul ministered this to the disciples, we see that they immediately were baptized uh, in the name of Jesus. And they re- and, and after that, Paul laid his hands on them and they received the Holy Spirit. We see this in verse six. And when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them and they spoke with tongues and they prophesied. So we see they were baptized. They were immersed. They were submerged in the name of Jesus. Notice this. They were what is the text tells me they were baptized in water baptism. They were baptized in the name of Jesus. And if you've never been baptized in the name of Jesus, I throw this out here at you real quickly. Next Sunday, we're having a baptism right here at the service. You have the opportunity to get baptized in the name of Jesus. So when they said this, or when this happened to them, not only were they baptized, Paul laid his hands upon them and they received the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God, the presence of God came upon them. And they did it out of obedience to the sent man of God. They did it out of obedience. And when you get uh, exposed to something, when God exposes you, obedience is going to be the key to you receiving what God wants you to have. Obedience is better than sacrifice. We got to make sure that we are in obedience. So in turn, we can experience the miracles, the signs, and the wonders that come from obedience. And I truly believe that when God exposes us, or he uh, exposes us, I believe he's exposing us to not only the baptism, but he's exposing us to miracles. He is, he's exposing us to wonders. I believe truly miracles are available for everybody in this sanctuary. 
miracles. What kind of miracles, Pastor Don? Well, your miracle may be different from your neighbor's miracle. But you know what? I believe we all need miracles in this sanctuary. I believe some of us need financial miracles. I need some of us, some, some of us need miracles in our body. I believe some of us need miracles in our mind. I need whatever it is, God has available to us a miracle. Oh, Jesus, I thank you for miracle working power. See, when you when, listen right now, it's being exposed to us in the sanctuary that miracles are available to us. And so we need to understand that when miracles are available to us, we got to receive what's available to us. We cannot just put it aside and wonder whether or not it is for somebody else. Now, a miracle is for you. I'm talking about you sitting in that dress, you in that uh, suit, you in those pants, you in that whatever you're wearing. God has a miracle waiting for you. Well, pass out for somebody. Else. No, 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 no. Tell somebody that miracle is for you. Find three people. Tell them that miracle is for you. 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 And sometimes we'll try to tell everybody else. But sometimes there is a miracle with our name on it. So now, they began, the Holy Spirit came upon them and, and his presence, and his presence came with action. They began to speak with tongues, heavenly language, a language beyond man's understanding. And they prophesied, they spoke with divine inspiration. They foretold the future. They were being led into all truth. And we should be convinced that when we clearly expose truth, True followers of the Holy Spirit with knowledge and understanding, and they quickly act on that truth, their lives will get better. That's why better is here and better is coming. When God exposes you to something, you receive it. Immediately, your life begins to change for the better. But this is what you got to understand. Your outside circumstances may look the same. That's why we walk by faith and not by what? We got to keep our eyes on Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to understand that God exposed you to something, a business idea, a, a, a corporate idea, your own, wherever you work at idea, something with your school, something with your children. When God makes it available to you, you cannot just throw it aside and say, that's not for me. I, oh, God, I hear you. Understand that that's for me. I truly believe that somebody in this sanctuary, you've been pulling on my spirit here this whole time, and you are looking in the, in the, in the market, I should say, for lack of better terminology, or you have a desire, let me say this, you have a desire for God to do something great for your life. And God is exposing you to a miracle right now. And you're waiting for, for something, a goosebump, a, feeling a goosebump, you're waiting for your hair to jump on top of your head, but no, you got to receive this by faith. Because you may not see the goosebump, you may not feel anything, but let me tell you something, we walk by faith and not by goosebumps. We walk by faith and not by what we see on the top of our head. We walk by faith and not like, see, don't be like Thomas, I gotta see a sign and a wonder. I just believe what you said, God. I believe your word from Genesis to Revelation. I believe what you said, which is all the promises of God, and him a yes and amen. And I receive my miracle. I receive my healing. I receive my deliverance and I'm going to operate in prosperity, the anointing, whatever it is that God has for me. Thank you, Father. Let's finish this up. 
We should be in the midst of when we clearly expose. Okay, I read that. As spirit-filled believers, we need to be clear in our knowledge and understanding of the Holy Spirit based on scriptures. We must strive daily to take that knowledge that we have and imitate Paul by finding others who might believe. But we but need additional exposure and clarity of the necessary necessity of having the Spirit of God in their lives. And I want to go back to just give you this recap. I want you to understand that these were disciples. They were believers in God, but they had not even been exposed to the Holy Spirit. But when they were exposed, they received it. What is it that God is exposing to us in our lives that cause our life to be better? What is it that God says, you know what, I've got all this available to you. But will you make up in your mind, will you seek after me, will you go after me, so in turn I can give you what I want to give you? When he says, ask, seek, and knock, will you ask, will you seek, and will you knock? Now, some people are just satisfied with their life. They just say, you know what, I'm okay the way I am. You know what, I've got this, that, and the other, and I'm okay the way I am. But some of you are hungry and you're thirsty for God. Part of my prayer for the congregation, that that God constantly stirs up your hunger and your thirst for Jesus. That you never get satisfied for Jesus. You never get satisfied with, with your relationship with God. That you don't, listen, if you ain't picked up your Bible since last Sunday, something wrong. You're satisfied. You're satisfied. If you have not prayed since the last time you were here, you're satisfied. And that is not a good place to be in. When he tells us we need to be hungry and thirsty for more for him, we've got to make up in our mind we need more Jesus than we had last day, yesterday, the day before. I, yeah, I know about it, but I need to have more of him. And when God exposes it to you, you've got to make yourself available to what he exposes to you. And so these disciples, they had not even heard about the Holy Spirit. But when Paul presented the Holy Spirit to them, they received him. Now, remember that they had went from when they started out, they had not even heard about the Holy Spirit. But by the time you finish in verse six, the Holy Spirit was on the inside of them. Not only was on the inside of them, they were speaking in tongues and prophesying. They went from exposure to receiving. Not only did they expose to it, they received what God had for them. And I want us to be in that position that God not only exposes it to us, but we receive what God has for us. And I believe that Lord Jesus Christ wants us to desire to have him as much as he desires to have us. And we have to commit to being the message to others so that we'll all be exposed to better. Exposed to healing. Exposed to deliverance, exposed to godly prosperity, exposed to peace, exposed to joy, exposed to the love of Jesus. Know that Jesus loves you no matter what you look. I thank God for his love. Boy, his love is mind blowing. And as and and most importantly, as the scripture talks about, they were exposed to the Holy, Holy Spirit. 
And if if you're a believer today and you don't have the Holy Spirit, it is available to you. If we being evil know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more would a heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? It's available to us. And the Holy Spirit is revealing not only the Holy Spirit to us, but all the promises of God, which are in him, yes and amen. Will you receive what God exposes to you today? Will you receive what God is exposing to you today? Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia, on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.